First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Welcome back to the Weekly Dish. We are live at El Burrito Mercado, the St. Paul grocery store, cafeteria, full service restaurant, bakery, meat market. And we are here um, donating or collecting donations for the Ronald McDonald House. Um, if you want to come by and bring toys, we would accept them gladly. If you would bring any logo wear, uh, clothing that kids might appreciate, games. Oh, someone's walking in the door right now with their cute little baby. All right. You're Heather's Pie's daughter. Thank you for being here today. So cute. I got to hear about Heather's Pie's grandson. He looks pretty cute. Thank you for your donation. We appreciate it. Uh, We are here at the beginning of the second hour where you know what we do here. It's the top two in hour two. And now the Weekly Dish presents Top Two, Top Two. The Top Two. Pick your best two. In hour two. All right, give me two with him, with him, with him. All right, this is the portion of the show where we tell you the top two things that we are feeling crazy about this week. Uh, Steph, do you want to give us a start? Sure, I'm going to just say that I am so excited to hear so a couple of bits of news. Lots of news, actually. Yes. Lots of, lots of big news. Um, one of the news things that came out uh, was the fact that um, Justin Sutherland is, along with his partners, Pat Conroy and a couple other people, I think, are taking sort of charge of all the Madison Group restaurants. And what that means is we're talking about, you know, obviously Handsome Hog, from which he yep. is, you know, was sort of like launched in his way. Um, but also Oxcart Alehouse and um, I had all the things and now I don't. You know, all those group, all those restaurants in terms of public kitchen and bar. Yep. And Fitzgerald's. Fitzgerald's, the Eagle Street. All of those restaurants are now going to be sort of under his, you know, kind of care and purview. Gray Duck. Uh, and what I'm psyched about that is that obviously that it's it's you know it's kind of one of those great things that they, we've had these restaurants and and to see have him kind of really start really coming into his own as far as Top Chef is starting to air next week and so he's going to be competing on that. I think it's just a really great moment that he is our first African American chef who is in charge of that many restaurants of a multi you know a, a multi locational multi million dollar restaurant company. And did it, is it true about Chef uh, Don Gonzalez too? What that he came back into the fold? Yeah, that was that was reported a while ago that okay. he was that he was at Sea Change for a while, but then uh, they brought him back in, and so he was he's already been in the mix because so he was at Grey Duck. Yes, and then he left, and now he's and then he came back. Excellent, because yeah. I really think his food is really interesting too. Yeah, so he's it'll got be a fun. Great point of view. All right, I had the opportunity to dine this week at Hyacinth in St. Paul. Good. It's a little Italian um, focused chefy bistro, as it were. 
I loved it so much. And the thing I loved was something that I just was so unexpected. It was a rutabaga and apple salad. Oh. It was roasted rutabaga, uh, almonds, brown butter vinaigrette, uh, apples, and it was like covered with a uh, snow of white cheddar. Yeah. It was so good. It, like it was limey, it was bright, it was salty, it was roasty and sweet. It was like all of the things. It hit that all you the want. notes for you. And just in a really unassuming way, the yeah. person I was with too was like, wow, this is just like so great and unexpected and didn't really seem like a salad, but yeah. it was awesome. Yeah. They also have a really good celery salad there, oh. which I think celery as a celery is kind of underrated, but it's also overrated. <laughs> yes, it is like an equal measure. Yes. Because if you get a good celery salad where like in this case, they roast the celery root. It's well, got pecans. Oh, pears, well, celery root is different from celery. But then they have celery leaves, okay. too. So like, again, celery, a good celery salad can be just amazing. Like there's a recipe for one in Ottolenghi's Jerusalem mm -hmm. that has pomegranates and celery leaves and it's so delicious. But it can also just be like uh, celery. So I get where you're coming with. Yeah, that. yeah. No, and that place, Hyacinth is a, you know, Ricky Gianbruno is uh, the chef and the owner and it's right next to uh, Golden Fig right on Grand Avenue. And Red Rabbit. And Red Rabbit. And Sandwich. it's just like a really, I think for me, like a really sweet little small warmly lit very family feeling kind of chill place if you want to go grab a glass of wine and like a salad or they have really great house-made pastas there too i had the uh, cacio e pepe i would say it's good for couples or yeah. foursomes date night yeah yeah um not I, big groups i wouldn't do bigger and i can't really see kids loving it although noodles all kids love right right but i do think you could bring a kid there but if you want to but yeah it's a very small it's like a it feels like lucia's yeah it feels like lucia's it was feel. great i yeah. really enjoyed it the other dish i had was brussels sprouts with prawns which sounds weird it was amazing awesome yeah really awesome. good uh okay that's so hyacinth that's hyacinth in saint paul and grand yep. avenue so the second one for my top two and our two is uh, one of the things that happened was that Chef Shack Ranch kind of closed on in uh, Longfellow or Seward. Sorry, you know, over by Seward, they closed their location there. Okay. Because they are switching over to catering from that spot. Okay. So, but what they've done is they the ladies are focusing all of their attention on uh, Bay City. So Chef Shack Bay City is getting more attention and it's getting more of their, you know, time. And it is still open on weekends until New Year's Eve. And for me, I haven't been down in a little while, but that is a really nice little drive. I and like it too. I mean, this is what I'm saying. They're open for dinner on Fridays and Saturdays. They have Sunday brunch and they've got uh, great little cocktails. If you're looking for like a, to get out of town, maybe a, an experience if in town is everything's booked up and you're kind of sick of everything, you're looking for something a little different and also a nice little drive. Yeah, Kurt a likes really to drive. nice drive. Yep. Yeah, so I would say head down to Chef Shack Bay City because they are open through New Year's Eve. Okay, the next one is something that I always loved and forgot about and I got reintroduced to them again at Thanksgiving and that is the King's Hawaiian Rolls. These are the weird orange packaged kind of sweet tasting. I, I am not a fan. Bizarre rolls. Yeah. And someone brought them to the house for Thanksgiving and we were making turkey sandwiches with them. And yeah. I was like, oh, I can see that these aren't for everyone, but Oof. 
they sure make a good turkey sandwich. People, and if you love a little bit of tang on it, yeah. that's it. Like if you also like Miracle Whip, you like King's Hawaiian. And then they, I, I was reminded of the famous sandwich, the where you take the King's Hawaiian loaf, right? All of the all of the bread together, and you cut it in half, and you add like roast mustard and or, roast beef or ham or cheese. You could do Cubanos on there, and then you wrap it up in tin foil and you bake it, and then you have butter on the top with poppy seeds. It's a great like game day, game day type yeah. of meal, I'd or make if those... you're having friends over. Yeah, I don't get the Kings ones. I do those with the little brioche buns, but you can do those because I just can't handle that sweetness. <laughs> it makes me crazy. But you can do those kind of little things. And I, Jake, I always make them so that he can bring them to his buddies when they're doing Dungeons and Dragons. All right, yeah. so there you go. So I would say the Kings Hawaiian buns yeah. for a crowd, which is good for you. Um, I wanted to also just let you know the Pioneer Woman report for the day. Oh, Joey's got the Pioneer Woman report with us every week. He says, today we're making cinnamon roll cookies, cornflake wreaths, shortcut haystacks, quick peppermint buttons to feed all the cowboys. Oh, cute. I do love a good cornflake wreath. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. My sister used to make those all the time. When was the last time you had one? It's been too long for me. Yeah. I'm not a, I, yeah, I, I, I would make peppermint buttons. You know what? My, my Nana used to make meringue cookies, which I have Yum. made in the past too. Remember Ellie she, made them the yep. one year I was sick? Yep. And that, those are, I mean, those are tricky to get right, but when they're right, they're kind of cool, you know? Yes. The year I did them with bitters instead, like I swiped them with yep. bitters. That was fun. I don't know. I don't know what kind of, co- I don't know. I am going to make a bourbon ball situation this weekend. Maybe not this weekend, but maybe next, you know next uh maybe next weekend i don't want to have time my weekend is already gone by the way well and it kind of feels activities and here's the good thing though i think about the way the holiday is laying out this year like i have things the 20th the 21st the 22nd the 23rd the 24th the 25th yeah it's gonna feel like a really long like two or three days yeah could I could be wrong, that, but that's that what I'm going for. That to me sounds like it's exhausting. <laughs> that's it. But I am, gonna, you know, it's like, it's nice to be able to see everybody. And of course, when we, everyone has so many different layers and levels of family and you're, you want to see everybody and you want to get to things and you want to celebrate with so many people. That's, I mean, that's obviously a lovely thing. It's a lovely problem to have. Okay. I'm going to do something weird right now. Okay. Are you ready for it? Okay. Okay. Kurt's out of town. So there's no way he can hear this. Okay. I am on the hunt for a gift for him and it, I need the listener's help. Okay. Here's what I'm looking for. Okay. I am looking for a size 42 or 44 long-ish Yeah. man's full-size snowmobile suit. Okay. Like, retro is great. Yep. That's what I need for this man's Christmas present. A retro he, he's snowmobile He's obsessed with suit. snowmobiling. We bought a snowmobile. I bought it for him for Did you birthday. look on Etsy and stuff? I have been looking. Yes. And I haven't found any. I've got a couple of vintage shops looking for me. Okay. So... Facebook us if you have yeah. an yeah. old send fashioned us a, Send us a message. Yeah. Yes. That's what I'm on the hunt for. Okay. I love it. That's awesome. All right. Yeah. Well, uh, any other news? Because there was so much restaurant news that happened this week. I, All the story. Yeah, let's do that. Awesome. Okay. All right. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Weekly Dish presented by our friends at The Four Red Cows and The Two Red Rabbits, St. Paul on Grand Avenue and in Minneapolis. We'll be right back. All right, everybody, welcome back to Weekly Dish. We are broadcasting live out at Alberto Mercado here in St. Paul, and we would say, come on down and drop us off a toy yes. if you wanted to, but uh, just come down and say, hey, we've had a lot of listeners pop in. We've got Terry hanging out, and uh, we are just, we're having a great day. It's yes, a good we are. kickoff. Now, the holiday season is sort of one of those 
times we were just saying that we want to see our family we want to get together we have a lot of events coming up um i was thinking about this in terms of you know what we all need is a holiday party survival guide completely so this is where i'm going to give you right now okay first of all because i didn't survive the thanksgiving holiday no as, as well as i wanted this to. is where I'm thinking, i came out with some bruising you had some scars <laughs> you've got some scars you're a little bit worse for wear but now you are now you can walk into this season with knowledge and with like good because be i Head, i do Head held high. I need the help because I am feeling like, ooh, I got a month of family stuff and I, I started off the season rough. I know. Well, okay, so before we get into this, I'm going to say that there was somebody who asked me a question and I had to research it to find out if it was right. But she was saying, you know, part of the thing for her was that she can't, uh, she she knows she drinks too much. And okay. it's, it's a social thing where it's not like she's like, oh my God, I drink so much. But she's like in situations where she's at holiday parties. Yep. She tends to drink more just because she's nervous. Yep. And she just... She's like, all of a sudden I had three glasses of wine and then it's too late. Like, then you're like, wait a minute, I'm half in the bag. Yes. So yes. she told me about a trick that she said that she found out about and she was wondering if I knew about it. And it's about the secret to not getting drunk so that you can basically <laughs> drink things without, but it won't affect your body. And it's very interesting because it's science and it makes sense. Okay. What is it? She mixes a teaspoon of Fleischmann's Actor Dry Yeast into yogurt and eats it before she goes out drinking. And the yeast in your stomach then absorbs the alcohol. It eats the alcohol so that it, before the alcohol gets absorbed into your body. It makes sense! I feel like my stomach would explode like it's like I know. Uh, sourdough just but I think churning and gurgling in nope. there. I, it's not like it's that. It's not like I know that that's the picture you have because you do bake things. And so you think of this. She says, as a, OK, so this is one teaspoon of yeast per beer right before you start drinking. Mix the yeast with some yogurt uh, and down it. When you drink, you should be able to handle more alcohol with the yeast and the ADH in your stomach than you would naturally. And don't worry, the ADH only stifles the effect of alcohol and by no means eliminates the buzz that you get from drinking. It might just take a little longer to get there. This is like the alcoholics cure to parties. Know. Why are you guys, we? I don't know. I'm just saying it does not work for binging. It's just for casual drinking. Okay. So it's sort of like it slows it up. So this is the point. Like if you drink three glasses quickly, you won't be like, wham. It'll just be a slow build. I will say like, God, I want to try it. You guys. When you go to like a craft bar, like this happened to me the other day. We were just, it was the afternoon. We had a Bloody Mary. We had a beer snit. Then I ordered like two. We were there like three hours and I had two other beers. Yeah. They were like those high alcohol beers. Yeah. I got home and I was like, whoa. Yeah. What? Like, whoa. Let me give you a little tip on that. The tip is if someone is serving you, if you're looking, if you get a grab bag and there's a whole bunch of cans and everything else or whatever for beers, make sure that two couple things that are smart is look for like a lager, something a lighter, like a lighter beer is going to have usually, you know, those big heavy beers. Those are the ones yes, that have the higher ABV. I think I ABV. had like a seven, eight percent alcohol beers and that's. I'm like, oh, I had one beer. Well, when you have the equivalent of a wine, yeah. it's, you know, four ounces. So you just add 12 ounces of this 7% alcohol beer. Yeah. And then you add another one because you're just like, oh, I had two beers. Well, that's a lot. Yeah. And that's the other thing of it is, you, so if you look in the cans, if you look on your cans and it's the, the key is the ABV, which okay. is alcohol by volume. And you want to think about, uh, you know, like a, an easygoing beer is going to be a four percenter. You the know? lawnmowers. Yeah, the lawnmowers or the sessionables. If you want to go up around five, you know, you're still getting a little bit of a good buzz. But anything kind of six or seven is just going to be... Danger zone. A and anything seven and above is... Forget about yep. it. Just there are beer 
numbers that are like 12%. Okay, let's talk about what now, if you are at a holiday party. Now, this is the situation. This all came because I saw this happening. This okay. friend of mine was in a situation, and she was with a talker who was just not letting her go, right? Yep. This was one of those long, drawn-out things, and she kept looking over, and I'm like, you have to do this yourself. Like, this is all you, you know? And so, and so we were talking about it later, and it was the idea of, like, how do you get out of a situation if you're stuck with someone talking? But you do it tactfully. Also, because that way, then, if things start to kind of become a little too heated, let's say you're getting in a moment where you don't necessarily agree with things and you want to back out of the situation because you don't want it to be, you don't want to go there because you know you will. Yeah. And you know you'll tip if you do. Right. So here's a couple of things that they said. There's a couple of things. There's uh, things that you can, if you're going into a situation with someone who you know is a maybe not politically the same with you or is one of those insiders who really wants you to sort of yeah, get... Yeah, they want to mix it up. stir that pot. Set a limit going in. Walk up to... You know, if they're coming towards you or you're walking up to them or something, you can just say, hey, you know what? I've only got about five more minutes until my car comes to the front. Or I've got... I'm, you know, expecting a phone call from someone in about 10 minutes. So okay. I, you know, set that limit ahead of time. I thought that was an interesting idea of saying like, oh, in about five minutes, I have... I, they, I said I would go in the kitchen and help stir the, the milk. You know what I mean? Something like that. Would you feel comfortable doing that? Well, no, because it's a lie. But I could oh. make the lie true. Okay. So I could. But no, it is. I mean, like, it was like, I've only got five minutes before I have to go do something else. Yeah. And then yeah. you could just walk away. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, well, uh, the, the one thing is, uh, this is, I really like this one, by the way. If you're caught in a situation and you're in a party and you're talking to someone and you see, like, you're like, this is not working or they're just going on too long or something like that. And you see somebody across the room that you know. Then you can say to them, you know, or, or that, me. or that maybe they don't know. You can yep. say, you know what? I forgot. There's somebody I really wanted to introduce you to. Come with me over here. Oh, and then you say, so then I would say, hey, Terry, this is my friend Stephanie, and I just wanted to make sure that you two met. And then, and you, then you two would be doing this thing, and you'd be like, I'll be right back, you guys. And then you pass off. Isn't that a good one? A pass off to the unsuspecting yes, friend. I like that one you, a lot. That's called pass in the trash. Yeah, yeah that, that pretty much is. Um, of course, there's always the nature calls moment. Like, I'm so sorry to interrupt you. I, I really have to go to the bathroom. And oh. you can do that. And, and you can always squeak out pee, so yeah. that's real. <laughs> right? I mean, you're yes. never going to be caught in a yes. situation where it's really a lie. No, no. I mean, it's, yeah, go to the bathroom. You didn't say that you had to actually, you just have to go to the bathroom. Yeah, got that's it. a true thing. Um, this is a funny one. I love the idea of this one, you guys. The question, answer, conclusion. So this is where someone is, um, like, maybe someone is going off about your boss. Like, it's you're with a coworker, and they are just, like, ripping into their boss, but they've been doing that thing where they get on that kick, and they go off on your, their boss for, like, 20 minutes. The ranting. Yes. My daughter ranting. is a ranter. Oh, well, here's what you do with the ranter. Okay, this is what you're going to do with Ellie. So, you know, the ranter is like, blah, blah, blah. Our boss is horrible, blah, blah, blah. And you say, so, in your opinion, what is the best solution for dealing with them so you give them a question to answer in the topic area and then she says i don't know i'm just so mad i just think we need to band together more and then you summarize their answer for them in a solutionary form so you say so you're saying we need to find a way to you know step up and really come back together that makes a lot of sense you're right let's get back together on that later like at another time so, so you, you acknowledge them. You affirm and you give them an appointment to get yeah. back to and it. Then, then, and if they start up again, go, yeah, that's exactly why we should start working together on later. that later. <laughs> and you move away from that topic. Isn't that an interesting topic diverter? Yes, but it requires so much thinking. I know. In the moment. And that's where I always just like get panicked and flustered and 
just yeah. stand there yeah. thinking, oh, God, I need to get away from this. Do you ever do a fake phone call? No. Really? No. I totally I want to. Call. Yes. I want mm-hmm. to. I want to be that person that yeah. does, but no. Um, here's, I just sit there and hate you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Silently hate you just because you're not stopping. Oh, my God. Or I just think, oh, how can I deal with you? I just need to get away. Okay. My other favorite one is the handshake. Have you ever, I've seen this happen before. The, like, it's called... It's called the, what are they called? The handshake anchor. And basically it's when you want to wrap the conversation up, but they're not taking the hint. And so, or maybe it's petering out and like no one can figure out how to just end it. Like there's no more points being made. It's just sort of like, yeah, yeah. That's why the Republicans aren't winning. Yeah. Or you know what I mean? Like it just kind of goes down and it's like, you just don't know what to do. So what you do is you just put your hand up and you go, thanks. It's been great talking to you. And you put the handshake like right up and present the hand as if you're going to shake it. And then you're sealing the you're conversation. Sealing the conversation, the and then you and then you go. It's been really great talking to you. Thank you. And then you turn and you would just walk away. You ended it. Isn't that great? That is a really good one for the one that peters out. I think this is a key. I know. Yeah, because mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, these are all such. I good know. Ones. I'm helping you guys. This is my holiday survival guide. I've got a couple more. Just to, a couple Please. more things. Um, what I, I again? Guess, I need the help. I'm now. We're moving into something else that happens at at social situations, which is kicking people out of your house. Oh, I just have had to do this a lot. People stay at my house till one thirty in the morning, and I'm like, I have to work tomorrow. Get out! I it's think a Friday I've seen night. This. You need to leave. I've seen this. In fact, my family will tell you on Thanksgiving I kicked people out. Yeah, I was like, like Bye. I'm going to bed now. <laughs> I'm like, and that means that all of you have to go. And so yes. that was a thing. But I do think there's so here's a couple ideas. If the party's at your house and you're kind of feeling like you want to be, have a little bit more tact or you're not ready to really throw the hammer down totally yet. What about suggesting it to another location? Like if you're just like maybe people are making for cocktails and you're kind of like, OK, well, let's let's move this down to the other bar. If there's just it's kind of like you want them out of your house, but maybe you want to keep the party going and then you can vacate that second location by the way yeah i don't know that's not the best because then people are driving yeah and yeah um i've seen this happen in action pretend that other people are the ones pretend that the the other people are the ones ready to leave so like we're sitting there at this host at my host friends i'm not gonna she's if she's listening she's gonna know this but she sits. we sit there and we're all like hanging around she's like well, I'm so sorry you have to go. It's been so fun. Thank you for coming. I don't want to keep you here on that. I know you have other things going. And we're all like, oh. It's the assumptive close. It is the assumptive close. I was like, oh, okay. They're like, gosh, you must have. I'm so sorry for keeping you here on that. We must yeah, have held you, you hostage. And I'm like, oh, uh, uh, with this okay, comfortable beer and food. Okay. I can take that hint, man. I can totally take that That hint. is great. I know. And then this one. If, you ever, if you're ever at a party or at someone's house and they look at their watch and go, oh, my God, it's after midnight. Get out. It's time for you to leave. You know what I mean? You just say go. You just go, oh my God, it's midnight. I had no idea that well, 17 uh, hours had passed since you got here. <laughs> That's a problem. That's a problem. That's funny. I, I always blame it on Kurt. You do? Yeah, I if just you like, have oh, someone to Kurt, blame on. Like, you know, Kurt's got to get to bed. Yeah. No. And that was another one. Inform your friends of your busy schedule. Yeah. Well, in the morning, I've got this and this and this and that and that and that. That helps too. Yeah. That's an easy way without having to actually kick somebody out. Um, and then, you know, the last one that I like this one a lot, just yawn repeatedly and then turn the lights off (laughs) (laughs) while they're just sitting there. Yeah. Bye. Or also doing the idea. I've done this before where you just start cleaning everything you clean up and you basically like get to a glassware. Yeah. You get to a point where you're like, we don't have any more wine. I just take the glassware. Yeah. 
I like wait till they set it down and I'm cleaning and I just start swiping the glassware. Yeah. So there you go. So these are your tips and tricks, you guys, for having a tactful I like and it. maybe a little smoother, less confrontational holiday party month. I love it. There it is. Thank you for your helpful tips. That's Stephanie what I can March. Do. We're going to come back and talk a little bit about cookie parties and rules because there are rules for the cookie party <laughs> when we come back. <laughs> Welcome back to the Weekly Dish presented by our friends at Red Cow and Red Rabbit. Uh, they have their gift card promotion going on right now where if you buy $50, it is good for any of the Red Cow or the Red Rabbit locations. And then you get a $15 gift card to use for yourself. That's always fun. I was at um, Red Rabbit the other day. The one in St. Paul just has the best bar, too. It's really, it's a large bar, and they have a great cocktail program. Our friend Ian Lothar does a great job there. And it's a good place to get together for the holidays. If you have friends, you know, everybody likes Red Cow. The fish, the burgers, all of it. I know. I go there every week. My husband is such a fan. Um, oh, look, we have people that came by and brought toys. Thank you, Felix. Because we are out we here really at El Burrito it. Mercado, and you guys can drop by any toys or any sort of clothing that you want to do. We are here with a nice big box for you to put things in. And then you get to leave with salsa if you want to. Yes, or the jalapeno, what I'm going to bring to the cookie party today. Yes. They have these jalapenos that are stuffed with cheese and wrapped with bacon, and you just bake them off in the oven. Yeah. Delicious. Very good. Um, okay, so cookie parties. Yes. The cookie, um, the Star Tribune cookie winners How'd were you feel announced. About that? Well... Okay, I got it. I have that. a there's a, some controversy apparently. What is the controversy? That it seems difficult. The, the cookie? Yeah. I thought it seemed difficult well, to there's that's a ganache. Funny that you bring that up. That's that's the thing is like when people see the word ganache, they kind of go <gasps> which is just chocolate over cream, but I mean it is does take, you know, a little finesse <laughs> and it's got a fig filling which I don't really... People are a little worried about how to handle and work with figs. Yes, because they're hard to cut. They're hard, like, if you grind them up in your food processor, they stick to the blades. I guess I'm going to be honest with you and say it wasn't my favorite. Oh! And I'm sure the person that made it is lovely. Their dark chocolate fig rolls with mocha grenache was the winner. Uh, to me, that sounded perfect. I, I mean, I liked all of them, you know. I mean, I'm, I'm less of a, a jelly thumbprint fan than anything but that the winning cookie to me sounded just delicious the finalists were the sugar plum doodle that was a jelly thumbprint filled yeah, cookie i just don't care about those the white chocolate and cherry tea cakes there was a cherry theme this year i make a was white, there a theme well An actual no, theme? Oh, no, no, no no there okay. were a few winners that have cherries got in them. them got it the white chocolate and cherry tea cakes that's kind of close to a russian tea cake for yeah. me so probably gonna pass on that Coffee and Irish Cream Dreams. That looked good. A that coffee looks, cookie. I like that idea a it lot. It had espresso in it. And then the one that I really got excited about was the marzipan cherry shortbread. Yeah. I like shortbread because you can do the log and keep it in your freezer. And then if you're having people over, you can cut them off and make a fresh cookie. Yep. And it has cherry and dark chocolate in it. Mm -hmm. So what's not to love about that? Yum. Right. Yeah. Um, so that was the winners from the Star Tribune cookie contest. Um and that's one of my favorite issues of the year. So I have that. Also, uh, just wanted to talk about the cookie party. So we have this cookie party that our friends Lori and Julia from the radio station go to. Steph kind of got annexed in a while back. Um, our friends Diana, our friend Lisa, and there has become Stacy too. Don't oh, Stacy. Stacey. There has become like controversy and rules. So I just want to talk about if you are having a cookie party, what some rules might be because some people do this at work. Some people do it with friends, but here is like the standard rules of the cookie exchange that have been reposted like a million times. 
All cookies should be homemade as number one. That's well. that should be baked, and the main ingredient must be flour. How do you what? feel about that? That's weird. That's her. That's like the number one rule. Then that would take out my ribbon balls. Yep. It would. So I would not be allowed that. No plain chocolate chip cookies, cookie mixes, no bakes, meringues, or bars. No, none of that is right. Yeah. None of that is right. either. You bring six dozen total cookies. That's just based on how many people you are bringing. Um, The theme is Christmas cookies. So. Well, I mean, yes. Okay. I I mean, like that depends. I mean, if you're doing a cookie exchange, right? That you have a copy of the recipe. Well, that's fine if that's what people want. Yeah, I've never brought a copy of a recipe. Nobody ever wants our recipes. So, I mean, we post them here, but I mean, like, none of our gal pals are like, give me the recipe. Here's the number 10 rule, which just made me laugh. If you have burnt your cookies, but you still want to attend, you must go. And it says must go to a real bakery and buy six dozen yummy cookies. This sounds like a Pinterest mom who I would want to flick. Pretty much. I want to flick her. Right in the face. She can't come. Yeah, she can't come. She can't come to our cookie exchange because, A, here's my number one rule. One, there will be wine or drinks. (laughs) That pretty much negates all the other rules. Yes. (laughs) And then that means that by the time we actually get to doing any swapping, there are no rules. Yeah. I mean, I get the idea of doing like doing six cookies that are sort of, you know, different or that are Christmas themed. Remember, Lori always got like chastised because she would bake with friends. And so she'd have like four of these, three of those. But it would be a six total or it would be like a dozen total cookies. Yeah. But they wouldn't all be the same batch. And someone like took her to task on that one year. Do you remember that? Our friend Lisa was like, yeah. You can't do it this way anymore. We don't like it. We want like 12 or we want a dozen of something like people just get so funny. I well, and I mean, you know, I've been to other exchanges, too, where there's the awkwardness of someone like, you know, we everyone puts their plates on the tables and then you walk around and you pick your plate or you pick up and they just had platters. So you could pick like like you could pull a dozen out just on your own, like okay. pick it and put it into a yep. bag. Because then you, everyone had these big tins, I remember. And so you would just, you'd choose the ones you want. And then, and so then it was like, but then there's like one tray that doesn't get chosen. Because nobody wants, like, let's pretend it's the, th- junk, the ginger snaps or, or whatever. Or like the, the thumb jam. Yeah. yeah jelly so, thumbprints. Yeah. And so it was like, those would be sitting there. And then it was just this awkward thing. We're like, wow, nobody wants my cookies, huh? And then it's this whole brood ego yes. thing. And I would be sad if nobody wanted mine. I would just be like, that's cool. I guess I'll take them home. I have always made, like one year I made little tea breads. And I thought that that would be not welcomed. But people have asked me to make those again. I didn't. But um, another year. Another year you made, you brought cookies too. Because of, like you brought cookies. I was sick. Because you were sick. And that was totally, I think those are all acceptable things. In the end, this is cookie. (laughs) This is cookie time. Here's the weird part too. Like we're doing this December 1. I mean, those aren't making it to Christmas. You know what I mean? Those are going to be gone in a week at my house. I know. And I made my cookies a week ago and froze them because I, that was when I had time to do it. And then I'm going to bring all these cookies home and I guess freeze them again because I'm not going to be eating them between now and Christmas. Um, I want to tell you, if you guys do, do you do cookie cutouts like with the cookie cutters and where you decorate them? Used to. Yeah. When the kids were around, we did like gingerbread people and then we did, you know, we would do like Christmas trees and decorate them all up. 
my mom always had this recipe that was a, I had another grandma that had the same recipe where you put like sour cream and you made these sour cream sugar cookies and you rolled them out. Sounds like a joy of cooking recipe, actually. Yeah. yeah. My mom was exceptional at getting them like at just the right thickness and yeah. nobody made cookies like my mom. And when my mom died, I really wanted to like redo that. And I kept trying to do it with the recipe and I was always disappointed. The results were never good. And I couldn't get the right thickness on the cookies. I have totally found a recipe that even the dumbest person who doesn't do cooking, who's not a baker like myself, can do. Dumb is not a good word. But, yeah. Um, here it is. So it's all, it's called the best sugar cookie recipe ever. I'll post it. It is uh, on this woman's blog. And I found it like three years ago. And I've made this recipe now like five times. Oh. It always works 100%. And the best part is you don't have to chill it. Right. Well, I rarely chill them anyway. I mean, and then it makes I it never hard to roll to. them out. Yeah. You don't need to like chill them. You don't need to plan ahead. You can decide that you're going to just make them and get them done. It's just butter, sugar, vanilla, almond extract, egg, baking powder, salt, and flour. Yeah. There's no like sour cream in it. The dough is kind of like Play-Doh almost in its texture. So it's super easy to roll. Good. You can get a good thickness on the cookie, but not too thick. And it still holds up. I always roll mine a little too thin. I was going to say, I don't ever seem to have an issue with the thickness that you do. I Yeah. Do you get like over like you want to get as much out of it as you can? Or I just get excited about the rolling and then oh. I roll them too thin and then I bake them and they crack. Yeah. Or they like break off. Yeah, if they you're, like, pick it up and it goes floop. Yeah. Or you have um, like the, if you have a gingerbread, the arm breaks off. Like nobody wants the broken arm of the cookie. Okay. Can I ask you like, what about... You know, what about a situation where is there ever, has there ever been, now it's hard because you're in the same cookie group for the last 20 years, so this is not applicable really to you, but have you, I mean, I feel like there are people, I get a couple other cookie parties I've been to who are like, oh, Shanice is coming, and Shanice has always brings those horrid green, you yes. know, things or whatever, and it's this whole like, the scourge of the cookie party. Like, why do you, like, how do you disinvite someone from cookie party then? You don't. You, you just don't. throw their cookies away. You do. And what's funny about this and our cookie party in particular is all of the husbands have favorites. So, oh. like, they'll be like, oh, is Stacy bringing her jam thumbprints? That's my favorite. And one year she didn't bring it. And I, I think it was Lori's husband, Casey, was like, well, where are Stacy's cookies? Those are the best ones. Oh. So the men all have, and the families have high opinions about who's doing what. And because I never do the same thing. I know, yeah. Like, well, I did the bourbon balls for a, a number of years. And then I, tr I felt like that. I felt like that's a tyranny. I feel like that's the tyranny of the bourbon ball. And like, why would we come back every year and make the exact, why would we each walk away every year with the same batch of cookies? Well, that's kind of how you and I are, though, as chefs or as cooks. Yeah. Like, I asked my daughter the other day at Thanksgiving, we were talking about like family recipes and I said, so what would you say is like your favorite thing that I make or like our family recipe? She was like, nothing. You nothing. never made the same thing twice. Yeah. I was so sad. I know. I was just sad. I was like, I mean, nothing? I, I mean, like I have a chili and I make the chili yeah, the way she I make said, chili. Even when you make chili, mom, you always make it different depending on what you have at home. Yeah. But I mean... You know, there's certain things too, like pot roast and things like that. Like to me, those are like as long as you've made them a couple times. Like it's not like we're making these intricate dishes. Like, hey, this is the first time you've ever had chicken Kiev, and right. next week we're having lobster thermidor. Or you know what I mean? Like because you've run out of things. But she listed off. That's she funny. Was like pizzas, and I was like, okay, that's dad. Yeah. Ribs, that's dad. 
Like all of the stuff that was her staple, because my husband cooks five things and cooks them well right. a lot and over and over and over. I don't really do that. Yeah. Like I make, you know, a lamb stew, but I never make the same. Right. So, yeah, it was just kind of too bad. So those are some cookie party rules for you. Uh, if you are paying attention on the Instagrams at Stephanie's Dish today, we'll take some pictures of the cookies, these sugar cookies that I'm talking about. I have them all ready to decorate. And You already gonna... posted those, didn't you? Yeah. 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 Okay. I'll post some of the decorated ones, too. Oh, They're cute. Okay. All right. We'll see you uh, on the other side. Nope. This weekly dish. We... We're going to take a break. Yes. I know. Okay. Yeah. On the other side of the break. We'll be back. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. Thanks for hanging out today. It's been kind of a fun day. Hopefully, you guys are getting uh, geared up for your holiday season. Look, our box is full. We've got lots of lots stuff. Lots of toys. People Thanks. came down. It was fun, and it's been great here at El Burrito Mercado. And again, you know, just don't... This is one of those places that I think people go, Oh, my God, you guys are down at El Burrito. I should come see you. Come see them all the time. There's so much great food here. So much great inspiration for your cooking and cuisining. And good prices, might I add, like yeah. if you're going to be making any... Tomatillos, 89 cents a pound. Or if you're down. making like a huge pile of guac for family, they always have the cheapest prices on guacamole. Mm-hmm. I love to make a tomatillo green salsa where I just roast the tomatillos, roast the onions, roast a jalapeno on a sheet of tin foil yeah. under the broiler, and then I blend it all up in my Vitamix. Yeah. That's my awesome salsa. Yeah. But it's great, and they have really great prices on that. Right now, Tomatillo's 89 cents a pound. That's good. Yeah. Hey, I know a couple of you guys have been trying to send messages, and I'm just going to tell you that the internet for us has been a little bit of wonky, so we may not be getting all the messages. I, I know that I have it on my stuff, so I just wanted to make sure, because I'd, I'd seen a partial something, and then it went away. So I'm and not always, ignoring you. When just we're try. on the radio, <laughs> it's hard to keep up with the socials while we're also doing the show. Oh, yeah. And then Most usually after, we have all kinds of stuff happening that Saturday. So throughout the weekend, check back. We do answer all of your questions. It just takes us a little bit of time sometimes. And, and if... You send us something and we never responded, send it again. It just yeah. means it got lost in I, transit. And I had a woman this week who said, you guys never responded. And I said, oh, I'm so sorry. It yeah, must have just gotten send it lost. Again. And I'm, I'm way happy to answer it again or to, to give that a shot. So don't ever feel like you're bugging. <laughs> just Can I tell you what needling. Chris just said? What? She goes, I'm not digging the Christmas cookie exchange rules. Yes. Blank her. Thank <laughs> that. Well done. Kim, Kim is all bitter. Kim. I love that. Kim's I'm, got her own exchange rules. I'm telling you, I think we all do. I think, and that's really it. Like, that's to me someone who was trying to make the cookie exchange into something that was, you know, again, I'm sure they were trying to sell a book or something about and it. And the holidays, like, let's not forget what we're, like, I had to remind myself after this family fight about just Moral like, of the story. Forgiveness. Yeah. You know, and that the people in your life, I had a couple of instances where the people in your life that really you want to have those relationships with that care about you you screw up you say something you don't mean or you do something wrong they forgive you yeah and that's the love that's the trust yes. of like you know what i know this person didn't intentionally try to attack me or hurt my feelings or whatever and forgiveness is is important to practice too yes and i have uh i will tell you that there's a number of women in my life who are struggling with some really big issues and i just want to say you know, support and love to all those people and who are maybe, you know, putting on the brave face for Christmas and really trying for their kids or for their coworkers or for whatever to really, and I'm saying women because these are the women in my life. And I know that how strong they are and I know that they have this feeling to carry Christmas on. And I just want to say, I'm just, I'm so, so proud to be their friends and I'm so 
ready to support whatever it is that you need to support on. And look for the joy in the small things, the right? The small things, the moments, honestly. The family that just came by here and the it was a sister and two, her brothers. Yeah. And she was younger and she said, I said, oh, are you a big fan of the show? She said, uh, I listen sometimes, but my brother really likes it. But the brother wouldn't come by and say <laughs> he anything. He was nervous. It was so cute. she said, can we take a picture? And the brother comes over. Yeah. So she did it for her brother, which was mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. So that's the, uh, those are our morals of the story, I guess, today. And I think we're, you know. Kindness. Yeah. Forgiveness. Just, yeah. And just kind of spreading the love. And in the moments where someone with a cookie party may lose her business because you didn't put flour in your cookie, then just remember, like, take a step back. Because yeah. the need for perfection in this world is a serious illness, I think. And really for you and I, I think, I th- well, and I think for the listeners of our show, quite honestly, they get that the imperfections is where the real magic is. And, you know, the kerfuffles and the missteps and like the, that's all the My good not stuff. knowing what a haiku is and I'm an English major, that well, kind of stuff. And that you allow me to continue to say, <laughs> Hanson, it's a haiku. Or you know what Hansen. I mean? That she doesn't, you don't mind that I correct you no. with things because of just the silliness of it all. You're the words. No, no, no. Well, I mean, not all the time. But uh, what I'm saying is that I'm glad that we are able to be imperfect together. Yeah. Boom. So um, as we go forth with uh, what's going on, I just wanted to say a couple things that we forgot to mention at the beginning were some of the other awards that have been handed down this week. Just a big week of awards. Eric yeah. Anderson, who is a local chef who was here with Jamie Malone, and, and you know, he cooked at, at uh, Araiga in the beginning, and yep. he did all sorts of great things in town. He has just been awarded two Michelin stars out in San Francisco for his restaurant, Qua, out there, and where he's chefing. It's, yep. But, I mean, it's a, it's a monumental thing. The chef community is lit up for him. They are yeah, all... Yeah, it's very exciting. It is, it is sort of... And it, the big thing is that restaurant had three, and it dropped to two. But for him, he was saying it's the chef. And so when the chef goes away, really, they could give zero again. Yep. And he's like, so the fact that he got two was this sort of marvelous thing for him. To maintain. Yep. Yeah, I thought that was very sweet. And, of course, you saw that uh, Esquire came out with their best new restaurants. And completely and utterly, basically, just loved us all up. I mean, it was lovely. Yeah, and uh, High High was recognized as one of the best restaurants in America. Yep. Like, how exciting is that? And Chef Christina Noyan yes. as one of the rising stars. And then, of course, Jamie Malone as the best restaurant in Resurrection. And, of course, Marco Zappia, who continues to... Have the best cocktail name in the business. Dominate. That was one of my favorite lines Dominate. from the article. <laughs> yes. Because that I is am. a great name. Well, and he will forever and always be for me, Don Fuego. So, <laughs> there we go. All right, guys. Well, go out and have a holiday and share the love. And keep sending us pictures of the cookies you're making, the food you're eating. Someone sent us a Bundt cake.